Hello and welcome to the Greenhouse Church Podcast. My name is Benj Gould and I'm the lead pastor. We are all about creating an environment where anyone can follow the way of Jesus. So we hope that this teaching helps you on your way. Every year, one of the things I remember about Christmas Day is my nana, she used to uh, bring up envelopes with cards in them and she used to wrap them in Christmas paper and then she would put them in the Christmas tree and you'd have to go and find your, your card in the Christmas tree. And every year without fail, you'd unwrap the envelope, open the envelope, $5 in there every year. No, no accounting for inflation. I think from when I was six years old to 29 years old, $5. And then Mel's first Christmas with my family, we're at 20-ish, and uh, it comes to Christmas Day, Nana comes up, and she puts all the cards in the tree, and um, Mel, turns out, didn't get a card, she got a gift. And so Mel receives a gift, she opens up, it's a nice box of chocolates, I thought, isn't that so nice? Nana's like making an effort to make Mel feel welcome. And then we get around to opening up our cards, the nostalgic feeling of opening the wrapping paper. I get mine, $5. Mel gets hers and there's 20 bucks in there. <laughs> She's known this chick for like four days. Known her my whole life, I visit her every day. But I love that Nana made an effort to make Mel feel welcome. And uh, it was the unexpected gift in the unexpected place. One of my favorite parts of the Christmas story that Emily was just showing just then is the shepherds. Because it's a story of the kingdom of God coming to the most unexpected of places. I want to read you Luke chapter 2, verse 8. It says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. This is an interesting sign to recognize a king by. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others. The armies of heaven praising God and saying, there's an army of heaven not come to bring violence, but to bring this message, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. I love this story because it tells us that the, the kingdom of Jesus comes, number one, to unexpected places. Unexpected places. The kingdom of God comes to unexpected places and unexpected people. The shepherds were outcast people. They weren't like part of normal like city life. They were out in the fields. They were ceremonially unclean, so they couldn't go into the temple. They were like out over there. They were sort of known as kind of grubby people, a bit rough, a bit gruff. But this is where the message of Jesus' birth first comes. Mel and I were in San Francisco uh, a couple of years ago, 
And you picture San Francisco, which is like where the Silicon Valley is. You picture Apple and Facebook and Twitter and Tesla. And we booked an Airbnb, just thinking everywhere in San Francisco is going to be nice and a tech utopia. But we booked in a neighborhood called the Tenderloin, which turns out is one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in all of the US. Uh, it's a little strip of, of uh, land, kind of the size of Long Jetty, but it has the highest homelessness population um, in the States. And, and the last count, I think there was 3,848 homeless people live there in the size of kind of Long Jetty. You just look around, there's tent cities everywhere. And it's a really kind of rough and dangerous place. And I kind of imagine this story of like the kingdom of God coming in Jerusalem and the obvious place for the message to come was like the center of society, which was the temple. They had the system to get the message out. They had synagogues everywhere. They had like authority structure. People trusted the temple. You'd think if there was going to be a message come about a new, come, a new king coming, that this is the place it would go. But the message isn't go, didn't go there. It went to the shepherds in the field. It's kind of like the message of God coming not to like the Facebook campus where you'd think like there's like the center of power at the moment or Apple with the technology to get the message out. No, the, the message of Jesus came kind of like to the tenderloin, the place you would least expect. And there's something beautiful about that to me, that the kingdom of Jesus always comes to the least expected. The kingdom of God comes to unexpected places from unexpected people. It was um, Scott Buchan's Bucks party, a Buck and Bucks party. They're not here this morning, but um, uh, about a year ago, or the start of the year, I can't remember. It's too long ago. And it was going to be the following afternoon, we were going to go go-karting. I was looking forward to it. And I was sitting in here in the clam, I was, I was working, and I get a call on my phone, and I answer the phone, hello, Ben speaking, and... A lady says, hello, this is Deborah. I'm from the Prime Minister's office. Um, Scott Morrison, who was the Prime Minister at the time, is coming up to the coast. He'd like to meet with you. Um, but it's tomorrow afternoon when Scott's Bucks party is on. And so I'm like in a dilemma. I'm like, this is so random that ScoMo wants to meet with me. What do I do? Like, there's these two choices. And um, I was like, what would Jesus do in this situation? And so I said, sorry, ScoMo, I've got a Bucks party, mate. And so I went to the Bucks party. But I kind of love that. It's kind of like the, the, Jesus always came to the, to the people with like less power. It's just the way the kingdom works. He doesn't care about the authority structures or who is like big in the eyes of people. He came to the last and the least and the lost. The kingdom of God comes, number one, to unexpected places, and number two, to all people. See this in verse 10. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news. That will bring great joy to all people. All people. All people. All people. This message of the kingdom came to all people, which includes you. And it also includes the person furthest from you, <laughs> your sworn enemy, the person that like gets on your nerves or that just you have just such disparate differences with. The kingdom of God came to all people, everyone. This message is for everyone, whether you voted for ScoMo or Albo or the Greens or the fishing party or whatever it is, whether you got the COVID vaccine or not, whether you're single or married, whether you're gay or straight, young or old, whether you've got faith 
or doubt, the kingdom of God, this message has come for all people. You and the person furthest from you. The kingdom of God comes in unexpected places, number two, to all people. And number three, the kingdom of God comes to bring peace on earth. This is the message that the angels sang. Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth. Peace on earth. That word peace in the Bible is loaded with meaning, not just meaning the absence of war or conflict, but the presence of something greater. Peace is the Hebrew word shalom, which means integration, wholeness, the world the right way up, the the world that was in pieces and disintegrated or reintegrated, return into something beautiful. Isaiah, the prophet who was uh, foretelling the birth of Jesus, says, unto you, unto you a child is born, he'll be called the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Shalom, the Prince of Integration and Wholeness. And that is the Christmas message, that the Kingdom of Jesus comes to unexpected places, to all people, to bring integration. And one of the things that should follow us, that say that we follow Jesus is that we are to reach out to unexpected places, to the marginalized people and the forgotten. Jesus chose to be born into a family struggling with poverty. Over and over again through the gospel stories, we see Jesus take the side of the least, the last, and the lost. The people in our neighborhoods, in our schools, workplaces around the world that are hurting and lonely and doing it tough. And when God's people, when followers of Jesus serve in a humble and generous way, the story of Jesus is told again and again. Every time you reach out to that unexpected person, every time you give a grocery gift card to someone in need, every time you say some kind words to your neighbor, or you invite that person over for Christmas, or you're aware of that person that's just kind of doing it tough this year because of some grief or loss through the year, and you know that this season is going to be hard for them, every time we do that, we retell the Christmas story. That the kingdom of God comes to the unexpected places to all people to bring integration. I wonder if there's someone in your world this next seven days and lead up to Christmas, in the midst of the busyness and all the stuff we got going on, I wonder if there's someone that Jesus might be inviting you to reach out to, to give an unexpected gift, some kind words, the gift of your presence, your eyes, your listening ear, your home. There's a family in the 300s, 300 AD. And there was a brother, his name was Basil. He had a brother called Gregory and I had a sister called Marcina. And Basil, they, Basil and Gregory were both bishops in the, in the early church. And the church was like starting this, starting to kind of have structure. It had been through the underground and then it became kind of the state religion. It was starting to get bigger and bigger. And Basil and Gregory were both bishops in the church. And Basil started what some believe to, be, to have become the first hospital. You see, if someone got sick in the 300s in Rome... You know, you, your family would just have to look after the sick person. If you didn't have family, you would just get sick. <laughs> and it was the Christians that began to invite people that didn't have families to come and be looked after. 
which we now take for granted as a hospital that we can go whenever we're sick. This guy, Basil, started one of those. And then his brother, Gregory, was very passionate about the anti-slavery movement, the abolition of slavery, which was, you know, right through the Roman Empire. And the seeds of kind of the abolition movement uh, can be traced back, in some sense, to Gregory. And the abolition movement is still happening today. There are still slaves in the world, but it became a key tenet of the Christian faith. And then their sister, this is a pretty incredible family, Macrina, she began to go and find kids that their families had left out because they're unwanted and take them in and started this like network of foster caring. And so one family in the 300s started a hospital, started a foster care system, Begin, began the movement of the abolition of slavery because they were committed to the Jesus story, the Christmas story that the Christmas, the kingdom of Jesus comes to unexpected places, to all people, to bring integration and wholeness and healing. The kingdom of God comes to unexpected places for all people to bring peace and integration. And just like Basil and Gregory and Marcina. You want to hold my hand? <laughs> so good. Oh, he wants a microphone, obviously, yes. We saw that already, yeah. Basil and Gregory and Marcina lived out and retold the Christmas story in their actions. And there's an invitation today, 2022, the week before Christmas in Long Jetty, that we as followers of Jesus get to do that in a small way as well. And I don't know what that looks like for you, but I wonder what the Spirit might be inviting us into. That is the Advent conspiracy, that there would be a people living an alternate way, embodying the Christmas story, not just the story of consumerism and busyness, but the story of presence and peace and reaching out to the last, the least, and the lost. Is that cool? Would you take a moment just to close your eyes? I'd love to pray for you. I want to pray particularly for those of you that, you know, you actually don't have a relationship with Jesus. And maybe the thing you take away from this morning is that the kingdom of God, just like it did 2,000 years ago, continues to reach out to unexpected places, to all people, all people, all people regardless of where you've been, what you've done, whether you've grown up in church your whole life, whether you've never been to church before. The message of Christmas is one of the saviour of the world, the king of the universe reaching out to you. Unexpected places, all people to bring healing and integration. And so Holy Spirit, I just pray for those of us that maybe this, this morning is a turning point in our relationship with you. May we begin to follow you with all that we are. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would come and you would confirm some things in our heart, those people that are wrestling with a decision like this, that may, they may be driven to take a step towards you this morning. Thank you that you welcome us with open arms, unexpected places, all people, and integration. And God, I pray for each of us. Holy Spirit, would you just come? And just in this next 
moment of silence, I pray that you would speak to us about maybe one person that we can reach out to. Maybe an unexpected person to us. Maybe someone that we wouldn't reach out to otherwise. God, I pray that you would just put on our hearts a face, a name, and an action that we too may be involved, may put on flesh to the Christmas story. That you came to unexpected places, to all people, to bring peace and integration. We just give you a few moments just to speak. Holy Spirit, we just speak.